0: He was a man
1: without podcast spirit. What do you mean I don't have any podcast spirit? I'm a busy businessman in the big city. I don't have time for podcast spirit. But on a fateful trip home, everything changed. What do you mean I have to go to my grandfather's podcast farm all the way upstate? It's the day before the big meeting.
0: There, he'd learn the spirit of podcasts. I think I'm a little old to believe in the Podcast Republic app, don't you think? But under his nose this whole time was the free solution to his problems. I don't care about the
1: big meeting anymore. All I care about is you and me and favoriting my podcast so they stream instantly to my device.
0: This holiday season.
1: Merry podcast to all in the free Podcast Republic app.
0: Available on the Google Play Store. (sighs) <sighs> what's wrong trip well i really like this podcast and i, I just, like it too i i just wish that there were like a way that was easy for people to show their appreciation if they were able to like what i don't know like if there was like a website right where you could be like hey i'm gonna give you some recurring donations and you know for like two dollars a month say i could get an email from <laughs> <and> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, who who are you and why just are you in me, my-
1: I'm an angel. I forgot my wings, so we'll just have to present. Don't tell my boss. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> you're an angel and you That's are now- That's right, and I'm just going to let all you friendly people know about the, is Patreon.com. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. And it's a great way to support your, your favorite podcast. It's easy. Just just, just say you want to give money, and then you get stuff, just like
0: Christmas is every month. Did you did you invite this very drunk man into our your home? I don't understand what's going on here. What
1: is this? My Friday
0: night? No, I didn't. <laughs> a drunk
1: man home. With
0: well, I just you're like like this 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 man has appeared. Hello, sir. Please stop. Please don't drink that. That is a, that Ooh, is a it smells that. like rubbing alcohol. <laughs> It's Can't a, a, die. A, that's a vase. There's flowers in it. You shouldn't drink that. I didn't bring well, him in here. I well, I guess we should listen to him, and we should visit patreoncom slash the 80s if we want to share our holiday spirit with our favorite podcast.
1: I think that's a lovely idea. Now, if you'll like, excuse me, I'm gonna take this tinsel and I'm gonna Kool Aid man my way
0: through the window.
1: Scooby doop <laughs>
0: That's patreon.com slash dissecting the 80s. Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am Tripp Lano, one half of the mega podcasting powers. With me, as always, is a man who wants nothing more than to wear short shorts and get a job in a rock and roll band, the Macho Man Drew.
1: Andrew Lano. I mean, I'm halfway there, really, in my everyday life. Indeed, you you certainly are.
0: If it was like a Taco Bell eater, that would be me. <laughs> Uh, We are talking about one of the weirder things we've ever talked about on this show. And And that's saying something. Yeah, yeah. We, We scraped the bottom of the barrel. We decided that wasn't further enough, so we drilled a hole in the barrel. And we found some stuff underneath the barrel that previously was not known to exist. If you're familiar with the Sheb Wooly novelty song, Purple People Eater... You might know, that. actually, you it's probably pretty unlikely that you know, there's also a movie based on that song. We watched Purple People Eater, so you know what that means. We gotta go back. We gotta go dissect the 80s. It's your clearly dubbed singing. Something's gotta be done about your clearly dubbed singing.
1: When the mega
0: powers explode. I'm talking about the 80s. Great Scott. The crop. Oh, ooh, 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 yeah. Make up, power yeah When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit.
1: And, like, here's the thing about this movie it's got kind of a rock star cast. It really does. It's Shelly Winters, aka the woman who drowns in the Poseidon adventure. Yeah, near and dear to my heart. It has. Uh, Ned Beatty, who is the voice of Lotso Huggin' Bear, if you're familiar with uh, the Toy Story franchise.
0: And also the guy in Deliverance, for the reference that might land a little more broadly. You know what? I'm No shaming. I'm just saying, he's the the man who indeed has to learn to squeal like a piggy. <laughs> and Thora Birch, in her first ever movie, credited as just Thora. Ooh. Oh, that was, they were trying something there. In the beginning of the it. movie, it's like, and introducing Thora. <laughs> Like, wait a minute. She's not a superhero. She's she's not a mononym yet. You right. have to earn that. Yeah. Uh, so the this is the part of this that really intrigued me. And that is the song was released in 1958. 30 years later, they do the movie, 1988. 30 years after that, we do a podcast about the movie about the song. And I just liked the... We're kind of like It, right? We're going to make a movie about the podcast about the movie. <laughs> yes. So in 20... 20- 48 they're gonna make a movie about this podcast about the movie about the song oh my can you imagine who would you want to play you <laughs> i
1: guess you use today's stars who yeah. would you want to
0: play well, you like oh like if they assuming they aren't going to be old and dead by the time this okay that's an extremely difficult question really yeah do you feel like you have one just like off the cuff i have a few options in my head Because there's not a famous person who particularly looks like me. I used to get when my hair was longer and curlier, I would get that guy, the impressionist. Oh, no, that was before that. I used to get like in college, I got Frank Caliendo, but he really fell off the face of the earth. But then my hair was a little longer and a little curlier. And people would always say John C. Riley, which I never knew how to take because he's like legitimately 30 years older than me, I think. And I was always like, that's not a flat like I know that dude's funny. But he's not like, he's not. I mean, whatever. John C. Riley's is handsome enough, dude. But he's not like some heartthrob. And so yeah. it's like, you think I look like a middle aged dad?
1: That's uh, that's a that's a rough one. I remember someone at I, I at work, like one of the clients who came into the spa was like, oh, you look like this person. And I don't remember who it was, but she then pulled up a photo to prove her point, and I was yeah. like wildly offended. And my coworker had to like duck into the back to not laugh. And I was like, thank you. You have a
0: wonderful night, ma'am. <laughs> All right. All right. So you answer because I, I obviously don't have one at the ready. Um, I feel like if we're going like weird, obscure, I would
1: Broadway star Wesley Taylor, because we're okay. kind of similar types. He was in Smash, which you didn't watch and I didn't watch either because it was dumb.
0: Wait, that, uh, there was a television show called Smash? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: With uh, It was about how a show got on Broadway. Oh, yeah. No, not, not on my radar. Oh, yeah. It was like 10 years ago at this point. It was a smash train wreck. Um, yeah, I think he's probably the one that I would pick. That's why I asked. I was curious. Because I'm trying to think, like, who is about my... I'm like, do we do the CW treatment? And we're just like, whoever's vaguely within 10 years of my age can do it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. How about we do this? I'm going to throw that out to the to the listeners, right? Uh, if, if they were making Dissecting the 80s the movie, who do you think would be the two of us? And please don't pick a man... 40 years older than me to be me. That would be nice. And would Ed Bagley Jr. play himself? He would have to.
1: Or we have to get someone like way famous to play Ed Bagley Jr.
0: (laughs) It's like that's the cameo. Like George Clooney as Ed Bagley Jr. Yes, yes, yes.
1: No, Kurt Russell as Ed Bagley
0: Jr. That's who I want. That's the dream cast. I would love to have Kurt Russell in the movie about us. Uh, Maybe Jonah Hill? I can To play you? I can see that. Yeah. Like, I feel like we have the right, like, he has the right vibe, generally. Like, he seems, like, a goofy, like, in a good way, like, a little bit goofy. Like, he seems not to take himself too seriously, but also, like, really gives a crap about what he does. I I think I would be fine with that. I think that would be. I'm fine
1: with that, because that means they might cast, uh, they might be like, fuck it, we're just going to get Shannon Tatum to play Andrew, and we'll rewrite that part. (laughs)
0: rewrite so everything you think you think my casting immediately makes you 60 points more attractive than me they're like oh let's get the hottest possible person no i say you. they I, work I, together I, a lot That's- yeah i know i know i know but yeah so 2048 keep an eye out for purple people eater the, the podcast the movie, movie about the actually no we would have to tr- it have to transition it would have to be like purple Pop, people eater the podcast the musical Oh, so it's going to Broadway first. It, it has to be, it, well, it has to be different formats, right? So, like, it was a song, and then it was a movie, and now it's a podcast, and then it needs to be a musical, and then after that, it'll be 2078. And then a, and then a straight play. Y- y- well, I think you have to get even crazier. Like, it'll be a different form of art we don't know exists yet. It'll be, oh. like, eyeball beams or something like
1: that.
0: <laughs> okay, Where cool. they, like, fire a neuron transmitter in the back of your neck, and it just, like, plays out in your brain. That's what it'll be. Sure. Anyway, we spent a long time talking about that to hide the fact that this movie is
1: trash. It's a weird, it's a weird line for me because it's not, it's not aggressively bad. It's just because I'm like, I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, this is a children's movie. I have to, I have to understand that it's not, I'm not the target demo. Right. I wasn't offended by it. I just was kind of like bored and confused by it. You know
0: what I mean? It's deeply confusing. So I, we should say this. Despite the fact that it came out in 1988, it looks like a shot on video movie that you rented at a Blockbuster or your local video store in like 1994 that was made to be rented at a Blockbuster in 1994. It looks so much so hardcore 90s to me, like in terms Mm. of the lighting and the shot on video quality, it's like totally what I totally and totally what I associate with early 90s direct to video schlock like a Olsen Twins movie yeah if you've ever if you've I, ever oh, seen a clip I, of it i've seen i've watched well, the, uh, <laughs> slumber party several times and the I was mystery speaking, series I, I was sometimes when i ask questions or use points of reference it's not for you it's for the people who listen cuz i know you've seen a M- Olsen Twins movie <laughs> but that is exactly what this looks like but here's the here's the part that i think is just the craziest there's no way this wasn't cooked up by some executive who played the song for a grandson or a granddaughter and had that kid react positively to the song, which all kids do. It's silly and goofy, and you could play that song for a six-year-old now. It's got a... You can kind of bop to it, yeah. Yeah, and they would probably find it a little silly and, like, you know, maybe six years too old. I don't know anything about children, but you could probably play this (laughs) song for the right... A a small one. (laughs) A small, recently created one. You could play this song for them, and they would still find it amusing. Like, it's silly. It's The song isn't silly and cute and fun because it has cultural references. It's because it's like goofy wordplay. Yeah.
1: I listen to the first 45 seconds when I go through my Halloween mix. I'm like, okay, cool. What's? It's the same thing as
0: Heaven on Earth. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> that one sucks because it takes forever to get to the part you want. It's like, I just want the jams. I know. I know.
1: But it's the same kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So... I guarantee that's how this came about, that they were like, oh, the Purple People Eater's got heat. I got the perfect picture for you. My grandkids, they love this Purple People Eater song. I know it's old, but every kid loves the classic rock and roll doo of the 1950s here in 1988. So let's, let's get a whole movie based on jukeboxes from when I was a child. Do you think it had anything to do with the 30th anniversary? I mean, it certainly didn't hurt. I don't know if it was, like, in particular, like, oh, we have to celebrate this goofy novelty song's major triumphant... To
1: me, it it feels like a TV movie, even though I can find... There's no information about this movie
0: on the internet, so there's nothing to verify my claim that I'm pretty sure this was a TV movie. Um, (laughs) It's totally on YouTube, by the way. We haven't mentioned that. The whole thing for free. in a nice quality for once, too. Wait, mine looked like milk. Where did you get your... Oh, it's not, like, high def, but it it looks probably as good as it looked ripped from the VHS tape it came okay, from. Okay, that's fair. At one point, it says play in the top left. Yeah, exactly. It would um, be it would be accurate.
1: But it feels like a TV movie, and, like, in my brain, like, they'd be like oh, it's a, you know, it's a Halloween, like, for, like, oh, for Halloween, it's the 30th anniversary of this song, so we're gonna get him to come out and sing it, and then we're gonna play this movie.
0: Yeah, I, I just, it just seems so bizarrely out of touch, because... The whole thing is centered around a bunch of kids in 1988 being super into 1950s, like doo-woppy rock and roll. It's just bizarre. Like It's also kids weirdly don't set like- up because yes. there's a
1: point where, and I don't mean the movie, but yes, I mean the movie, but I'm speaking particularly about this concept because there's a point where Neil Patrick Harris's character, he's the main little kid, like pre-Doogie Hauser he said like he's with his grandpa and he's like oh can we put on some music and his grandpa's like oh i have records and he's like what about a radio and then he goes to his grandpa and he's like no i don't like i don't like new music and he goes over and he's like oh the twist and he like puts and like neil patrick harris says that and then puts on the record and dances to it and i was like so why did you want the radio if you like what records do you think grandpa has yes it's like like fdr's speech like what
0: it's also weird because later in the movie, one of the kids is like, oh, why don't we play some Motley Crue or whatever other 80s band that I referenced that I Trip doesn't remember the band for. And then everyone else is like, no, we want to play Chubby Checker and Little Richard. Like, good golly, Miss Motley. I'm like, what? What are these children? They don't exist. This movie
1: should have taken place in the 50s.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. And also, I say this as somebody who genuinely likes a lot of older music and always kind of has like I, my musical taste is always, I love all types of different music. And I, even as a younger person, I enjoyed listening to Sinatra and like crooners and stuff. I once got a Phil
1: Spector collection for Christmas. So yeah,
0: right. like our parents exposed us to lots of different music, but also let us go figure out what we liked on our own too. And so we got a little bit of their stuff and like, you know, the two of us, I think have a lot of those influences in our past, but it's like, the average kid who was, what, Neil Patrick Isaac is like 10 in this movie, give or take? If that, yeah. Is like super duper into Chuck Berry and Screaming Jay Hawkins. He's reading them out like they're like famous baseball stars, the cards that he found. He's like, I- Screaming Jay Hawkins, Chuck Berry, Chelsea Checker. I pulled out Screaming Jay Hawkins at a Lush store the other day. <laughs> No, but this is weird because literally yesterday I enthusiastically added him to a crossword puzzle that my girlfriend and I were working on. <laughs> and she was like, there's, no, there's not enough letters. And I was like, No, it's screaming. There's, no there's no G. It's an It's screaming with an apostrophe. So it does fit. And she was just like, Who is that person? And I, I was like, I promise you, we're not 100. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we take off our mask or like Scooby Doo masks. <laughs> it's a peel no, up. I-, I was in a lush with my boyfriend. And the his version of "I put a spell on you" came on. Oh, okay. and I know that right away, and so I'm like bopping to it, and some and one of the employees was like, "Who sings this?" And everyone, the other employees, like, "I have no idea. I've never heard this." I was like, "That's screaming Jay Hawkins."
0: <laughs> I love pulling out. I, I would have yelled that across the store. I would have been so excited to be the old man in the tiny or the young person's skin. I and one of the, one the of them guy.
1: like heard me and looked at me, and they're like, "Okay." And then they like went over to the thing and like,
0: oh, it's Screaming Jay Hawkins. And I was nothing like, better, nothing better than being like, oh, it's this. And people are like, yeah, okay, Google, Google. Oh, it is that. And like, yeah, that's why I said it because <laughs> it's the answer. We should start talking about the plot of this movie because we're we we're, we're in here. What too plot? Deep. Okay, well, there's some things I want to address, so let's start at the beginning, where the gym class on the last day of school is, like, 16 trampolines, like, big trampolines, not the little guys, the ones from your backyard. 16 of them pushed up next to each other, and all these kids are just, like, aimlessly jumping six inches high at a time, which is really weird-looking, for one, and two, what? is the budget for the gym class of this thing. And for, furthermore, for the movie, why were there 16 trampolines? It's so it's much money. It's like if money.
1: you asked a nine-year-old, like, if you could do anything in gym class, but it has to be, like, movement and fun, what would you yeah. do? That's what they'd pick, 16 trampolines. They,
0: if we could just jump forever, that would be my, my
1: dream. And as an adult, that is difficult to do for a long time. I bought, we bought an hour ticket to a uh, trampoline park once. And after 30 minutes, we were all kind of winded.
0: Yeah. It's always like the first hour is like $27. And then the next hour is like eight. So you're like, well, we'll get a two hour package. And then 33 minutes into it, you're like, I have a stitch. (laughs) Is there anywhere I can get water? Not from a fountain. I just. (laughs) It tastes like metal and plastic. (laughs) Yes, Exactly. Can I purchase a sports drink? I got a wicked stitch. Use your free Um, token for the bull ride. Yeah, exactly. I also love, and this is a trope of all movies, but it's always the last day of school and they're always in the middle of some activity. Like the last day of school was literally you just passed your yearbook around and chit chatted. Like nobody had anything for you to do. You were there to bleed out the clock. Like if you think those gym
1: teachers want to push out those trampolines and then put them back into whatever giant trampoline storage
0: the school has, you're dreaming. Yeah, you're taking a trampoline apart to put that bad boy away. You got to unqu- You got to unhook every one of those springs. Well, it's easy because they weren't covered and padded. <laughs> Still, you got to unclip them all. You got to you got to make sure they go back in the right box. This is a nightmarish put away scenario. Yeah, and
1: like so later the movie like kind of. Realizes it forgot to explain some stuff, and so it's like, Oh, Neil Patrick Harris is a dreamer, not a doer. Yeah, and like the whole first half of this movie has maybe three lines about that. Like the gym teacher's like, Oh, he's always daydreaming, yes, and then he gets home, and there's no more reference to like, Hey, he, he like brings animals home, and I was like, I don't know what that means.
0: This dude has a zoo. This is this is this is the precursor to We Bought a Zoo, and it's I adopted a bunch of weird creatures to make a zoo. Cause the mom is holding a, a honest to God goose. that's just like bah, bah, all over this movie. It's too loud. There's too many. there's too much, there's too much <laughs> goose sounds. So many honks. And this poor actress is like holding this goose as it like wiggles around. And she's like, now Neil Patrick Harris, I told you no more adopting animals. And I'm like, that mom's super cool for not just like, well, we have, we're having goose tonight. Thwrap. Yes. And then that immediately transitions into the thing that sets the plot of the movie in motion is your dad has got a business trip to Europe, generically, for the whole summer. It's a children's and I'm movie. going with him. I know, but <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. She's like, I'm going to Europe with your dad until Labor Day. So it's like a three-month trip that they're just like, later, kids. <laughs> that is a ballsy thing for a parent to do. They
1: introduce an older sister only to ship her out to a camp two minutes later.
0: Yes, it makes no sense. Like She's just there to relay the information about the parents leaving and then be like, I'm going to camp, bye bye (laughs) Like, mom should have said that. And
1: then he's like, Thora Birch has to stay in your room because grandpa won't sleep in our bed, which is the dumbest. I would be like, okay, then I'm sleeping in your bed.
0: But also, grandpa lives two miles or so away. Why didn't they just go to grandpa's? Or like, why didn't grandpa live farther away? We went to grandpa's house which would make it so much better that they got trapped in the 50s because it's like, oh, you're going to grandpa's farm for the summer and he's got all sorts of stuff for you kids to get up to, like records and Tom sawyer you into painting <laughs> his house. That's true. I can see that too. It's just, I'm like, it's so
1: bizarre. And then he's like bummed that he's, he's just kind of upset for no reason. He doesn't really give a specific reason. And then his dad's like, well, if you want, you can have the garage for the summer. Like I'll, you can have it for the whole summer. I'll, you can like make it into a clubhouse. And I was like, "Take that deal. That's a great deal, buddy."
0: And, <laughs> and, he, and he, he's like, "I'm too old for a clubhouse." And I'm like, "Son, you are going to do a lot of illegal beer drinking and porn magazine perusing in this garage now. This is <laughs> this is your place." Yeah, I, I was. I was like, "Also, I've never been in a club." And I was like, "This feels
1: like a thing we should we should dwell on for a minute to explain this character." But yep, we're not gonna. Yep.
0: Because they keep going back to him having no friends. And then later, the purple people eater, he keeps calling him his best friend. And I was like, this is a profoundly sad narrative to this story. Like, they think it's cute. And I'm just here like, this poor kid. Like, what's Nobody happening likes here? likes him. Yeah.
1: But again, I don't know enough about the kid to make a statement. make any comment about him? Right. Like, he could be a stupid, shitty kid for all I know. And so when they, again, the movie feels like it's setting random things up. And then it just doesn't like right. there's no payoff because when they go to grandpa he's in the house we see him in the house alone before they get there and he's being kind of shifty and like looking through stuff as though he's hiding things or like he knows something about something and i was like oh like he knows that purple people leader. like he you know the this song is a summoning song for them or what like he, there's he's gonna be involved somehow yes
0: i totally thought he was gonna be part of that like yeah. cr-
1: scary german guy from Monster yeah Star.
0: yeah yeah nope <laughs> not the case not here
1: uh the la- his grandpa's landlord feels like he's hitting on old women in the beginning he really is and then all of a sudden in the middle he's like no i'm a villain and i'm evicting you all
0: yeah that guy seems like halfway into the movie they were they were filming it and they're like uh we don't have a bad guy in this uh what's what's the conflict in the movie and they're like uh they're getting evicted I'm like well what does that have to do with a purple people eater i thought this is like a fun romp like he gets a ba- like no 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 kids really like love it when you when you can work in a thing about ageism. Can we can we get one of the characters to just do like a, a monologue about ageism and how kids should spend more time with the elderly? Can you, can you this see this was you written by a, a grandmother? It was it was written by a, a grand absolutely a grandmother or a grandparent in general because they're like I know what the kids like. It's nineteen fifties hip shaking music and then. Also spending time with their elderly relatives.
1: Yeah, it's like the plot of this movie should have been E.T. slash Mac and Me. Like Alien Land yes. on Earth, kids yes. hide it, get into shenanigans and hide it from the government. I don't have know why adventure. I don't know why the eviction of an old folks community was even brought up. like that that should have been like a bump of coke and get out of the
0: room. Yeah. Yeah. So Rita is the grandpa's neighbor and she they wonders. are definitely. Yeah, they're definitely doing it. BT dubs. Oh, yeah. And the grandpa is like, Well, I'm going to go live with my grandkids for like the summer. I'll be back around Labor Day, but I'm not that far. So I'm sure I'll see you. And she's like, Don't, don't leave me, Ned Beatty. I'll miss you so much. Who will tell me to swim underwater and accidentally (laughs) drown? And he's like, Take this medallion and give it to my grandchildren. (laughs) He's like, I'm not, I'm genuinely not going that far. Like, it's the same town. I just, will not be in this apartment. Like you could just, it's fine. It's not, I'm not going that far. I don't know what I'll do if I can't just walk next door to see your lovely face, Ned Beatty. And then we cut to the the house and the neighbor of the children is there making them breakfast. It's like, is this grandpa incapable of even doing like a couple of flapjacks or scrambling some eggs, but she's making breakfast And then Neil Patrick Harris goes to leave and she's like, you forgot your fried bologna. What is this breakfast that she's concocting with fried bologna? Yeah, the neighbors weren't in this movie enough to be necessary. Also, the neighbor who's cooking is the mom from American Pie. Oh. Huh. Yeah, like, I I didn't, and I'm not saying that because I wanted
1: more of these characters. I didn't. They were not well established and annoying. But they weren't in the movie enough to be relevant or necessary. Like they didn't actually I forgot they existed until the very end when
0: they were like singing along and I was like,
1: Oh right, you were
0: here. Yeah. And at one point I got a little confused because I was like, why does the sister look so different? Like, no, 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 that's the neighbor girl. That's a different character. That's
1: the young neighbor who has a crush on Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. So
0: grandpa's like, hang on. He like Neil Patrick Harris is napping in a hammock. And He looks so serene and peaceful in this hammock. I was so mad for him when Grandpa woke him up. I was like, this dude has his nap game on lock. He's got a hammock. He looks comfortable. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping. That stupid goose shut up for a minute. He's got just enough shade from the leaves. Yes, it's it's a perfect. I was legitimately watching this jealous of this child's nap situation. I was like, I've never had a... I've never had a nap that good. It's never happened for me that good.
1: But it feels so grandparent to like stop you from napping. Yes. Because he he comes over and just like kicks him out of the hammock. He's like, follow me to this trapeze school that we'll never visit again. And we'll have no standing on the (laughs) plot.
0: It's so, and there's like a weird subplot at the trapeze school where the guy who owns the trapeze school is like about to get in there. And he kind of looks like Jesse Ventura if he was really skinny. I think that's, that's, that's that's the guy who sang the song, I think. Oh, is that Chev Wooly? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, in any case, they, like, pull up a couple of lawn chairs at this trapeze school, and they watch these people do trapeze work for, like, three minutes of the movie, four minutes of the movie, and then it leads to, come on, we're gonna go paint my house, and they never reference the trapeze school or the guy or the, like, next time when you come back, I'm gonna get up there. It's just, why? what? And at the trapeze
1: school... Neil Patrick Harris is like scared of heights, so when they do yeah. the jumps, he's like, huh. Ah, and I was like, oh, okay. So we're introducing that he's scared of heights. He's gonna fly in the end like E.T. Yes. I, I'm I am i am like, I'm trying to pick up the breadcrumbs that I think the movie <laughs> is leaving. Yes, yeah. And like really they're just a sloppy does. eater. There's not they're not <laughs> leading me anywhere. They just eat sloppy. They're a cookie monster. <laughs> yes. So they paint grandpa's house and that's what He
0: literally I'm, Tom Sawyers the kid into being like, you know what'd be a fun thing to do? Ah, oh, you're not. You're not ready for it. Like, what? Painting my whole house? Like, I'll do it! Like, you totally Grandpa's at least
1: painting with him. He's not, like, yes. ducking out. Yeah. And that's where we get the scene where I mentioned before, where Neil Patrick Harris is like, I want new music. Oh, you have a chubby checker record? Let me throw this radio out the window.
0: And he paints himself a lot. Yeah, the Grandpa, like, drips paint on the NPH, and he gets all mad about it, and then Ned Beatty's like, oh, don't worry about it. And he gives himself, like, a paint roller mohawk. And all I could think of was, like, poor Ned Beatty IRL had to spend so much time <laughs> washing this shit out of his hair for this trash movie. Like, he, he, there's no way he's making much more than SAG Minimum on Purple People Eater. Oh, and for poor, sure. Poor Ned Beatty, like, went home to his wife and his family. Well, presumably, I don't know what his home situation is, but in my head, he's got a family. And he, like, comes home and It's like... How was work today? And he just, like, looks and he's still got the paint in his hair. And so, like, Grandpa
1: leaves. I think he to go talk to Shelly Winters. And so he puts on Neil Patrick Harris. Air quotes around
0: talk to. But again, like, there's no, Grandpa like- went to get a little some some. He got, he put his mohawk in just right. And then he was like, yo, what up, Shelly? How you doing? The the movie, there was no, like, hey, why don't you stay here for a little bit?
1: I'm going to go see shit. There was no anything. I don't remember. Grandpa (laughs) just, like, disappeared. Yeah, he does. And he puts, Neil Patrick Harris puts on Flying Purple People Eater, and he sees some, there's some beautiful purple magic. It looks like (laughs) magic.
0: It did. It's, like, just spots appear on the screen.
1: And then space swirls. And then, so, here's what sets this movie apart from Mac and Me. Purple is what they call the Purple People Eater. Purple is kind of cute.
0: And like not he terrifying, is. he doesn't have a butthole mouth. He's not terrifying he's, to look at. He's kind of grimaced by way of the killer clowns from outer space. Kinda, yeah. He sort of has their 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 vocal tone as well. Yeah.
1: Um. But like, I don't know what it is about it. But like, I'm like, oh, you're cute. I don't hate watching you for the next you know hour or so or whatever. Yeah, it's a it's a cute looking animal. Um. And like, it's pretty articulated. Like again. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to Mac and me all the time for this. Like, it has articulation. It yeah. had fur. It was pleasant to watch. Like, I understood what was happening.
0: It's no gritty, but it's like in the ballpark <laughs> of a gritty where you're like, you're cute and fun to watch. Except for our mother, apparently. What? Oh, She mom- doesn't like gritty. I mean, I don't love gritty either, but I get it. Oh, see, I. You're both cut. you're both dead to me. <gasps> I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. You're both dead to me. So he goes and finds the purple people leader and he's got a magic,
1: like his horn is actually like a, like a, like a horn instrument. And he, yes. ma- he gets little purple music notes come out of it and he just kind of wiggles and set sa- and music happens.
0: It's very sexy sax. It's very 1980s. Like it's, it's not quite careless whisper, but there's like a lot of saxophone happening. Alexa, play careless whisper. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: And I love the children's movie logic of like, you're a space creature. Let me put you in the back of my car.
0: In a different world, this movie is hugely popular, and there was, like, a Teddy Ruxpin variant that was the Purple People <gasps> yeah. Eater. They, they, like, the horn lit up and tape. played music. Yes, yes. Um, in an alternate, here's the thing. I always assumed that the Purple People Eater ate people. Like, yes. that's what the song leads me to believe. But I, I did a double check on the lyrics, and it's, eating purple people and it sure is fine so i don't know what he's eating unless that's supposed to be like the 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 purple people eater exclusively has uh snacks on the lgbt community which is pretty dark and twisted or what if he chokes them out till their face turns purple (laughs) that's (laughs) either way i'm uncomfortable either way i'm very uncomfortable
1: um because that's what i thought the whole movie i was like wait why isn't he eating people like like, there yeah, should have been a moment I, where he was trying to eat Neil Patrick Harris, and he's like, no, we can be friends.
0: Yeah, you would think there'd be, you know, as part of this children's movie where it just starts eating people. No, not <laughs> that I didn't say actually eating, but,
1: like, the, the conflict could have been like, no, oh, I'm totally... gonna eat you, no, we're friends, and then his family comes to visit, and he's like, yes. oh, we're gonna eat, and then he has to be like, no, be cool.
0: <laughs> instead, you what happens you choose to be. Instead, what happens is they take him to the mall, where he's an immediate sensation. No, they don't take him. He appears at the mall. Oh, that is
1: true. And he BH does says, just show stay up. here so that I can figure out what to do with you in the garage. And he just shows up at the mall and everyone claps for him as he performs instead of like looking away like everyone else
0: would in the world. Yeah. Or, or people would be like, what is this thing? Are we supposed to take pictures? Is this like a, you know, a Santa meet and greet? Is, what is going on here? Are you going ask here? me
1: for a dollar if I take a photo of you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's at least better looking than like a Times Square Elmo. I agree with that, but still. Yeah. And is it,
1: again, I know it's a children's movie, but everyone is just real cool with this definite creature.
0: And when he's well, like, oh, he wears, a, it's a costume. He just wears a costume. What? Right, that's what I was going to say. Everybody just is totally fine with this th- This being the reality of the movie of just like, oh, it's a kid that just doesn't know everyone to take a costume off. And you'd be like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> this, this kid needs help. Like, we need to help this child. Also, where did he get this costume with an articulated mouth and a blinking yes, it- eye? It's insanely nice looking for a child. If it was like that, that terrible
1: thin plastic with the, the circulation cutting elastic in the back and the like tablecloth with a tie in the back. Sure.
0: Exactly. Yes. So grandpa Ned Beatty is super into the music that this thing is playing. NPH decides to start a band and grandpa's like way into it. And then they have a, I literally missed them
1: like talking about having an audition. And then all of a sudden he was like, I put an ad in the paper for an audition. And I was like,
0: wait, what? Well, that's the thing. Neil Patrick Harris is like, gee, I don't even know how to start a band. I only put an ad in all the local newspapers and bought a bunch of radio advertisements. And it was like, wait, you did a lot of things for not knowing what you're doing. Yeah, you you took some steps here. And then we got a montage. A
1: mystery man audition montage.
0: (laughs) That is exactly what I was going to write or say I had written down. It's including one dude who just plays air guitar. Yeah, this is a, a mish it, that's what, it's
1: it's mystery men. It's a mishmash yeah. of people with real talent and some people who are just like schlubbing around.
0: Exactly. This guy just gets up there and like air guitars, it's like, you have wasted our time and your own time, what band did you think was going to hire you to play the guitar without playing the guitar? If I was you on the other band. side of that
1: audition table, I would have had words for that young man and <laughs> sent him out the door.
0: You have not only, you've, you've
1: you've made me question my sanity. Get out. Leave. And then they're a band now
0: with uh, two Asian girls, uh, a white girl, and Screech. Yeah, Big Z his Screech's name. He's in one other scene of the movie, and that's at the school at the gym at the very beginning. And oh, I was is like, he oh, in the beginning? Was... Yeah, for a second. And then uh he he like exits through the trampoline setting thing, and then he's in the band thing twice. I think he has like three lines, one of which is like, Everybody do the purple. <laughs> Do the purple. Which is the thing they yell in movies and TV a lot. And only one time in my life have I ever seen a human being successfully pull off, like, I've created a dance move and this is a thing we should all do. And it's only because his was insanely goofy and silly. They're always, like, really elaborate things that you're supposed to be doing. Yeah.
1: Although I guess purple didn't have any move. He just wobbled around the stage. He he sort of grimaced (laughs) well. He just gritted his way around the stage.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes.
1: He eats chili pepper and starts
0: hiccuping, and when he hiccups, he makes magic and, like, telekinesis? I I thought it was, like, a food magnet, because all the food in the restaurant just starts, like, getting sucked toward his mouth.
1: Oh, I thought it was just flying around, and I was like, oh, this is gonna come in handy later, like in
0: Roger Rabbit with the booze. Nope. (laughs) And then we smash cut from nph like one of the kids pours a pitcher of water down his throat so he stops getting like that his that poor burned. dude in that costume was like I waterboarded i know it seems so bad but then we smash cut to neil patrick harris planting flowers and it's literally a mud puddle i was and like he's just, I, wrote, I wrote i was like that is too
1: wet that soil is too <laughs> he's wet he's
0: like slopping his hands through a puddle and then like plops a flower into it and slops water it's like no, it's supposed to go in like moist dirt. What are you doing? That's a puddle. He
1: also has like a, a ro- clearly like in a in a movie with teenagers or adults, it would have been a romantic moment with the girl after they put the drunk people leader to bed. Yes, he's like, let me tell you something about him. And they sit down on the bench, and it's like kind of sweet. And he's like, Purple's from outer space. And I was like, Where the hell do you did she think he was from? <laughs>
0: Everyone in this movie just thinks he's a kid in a costume, so. I guess. Uh, The evil uh, property owner shows up and is like, oh, 10 cent, or, sorry, 10 cent, 10% rate hike. Here you go. Sorry, sorry you're in this position, but enjoy it. And Grandpa says it's the second rent hike in
1: six months. And I'm like, these start to feel like, like evidence you can take to court. Like, hey, he's being unfair and keeps bringing up the rent.
0: Right. Also, you probably signed a lease wherein it depicted or described very detailed how the rent could be raised. It's usually not just like random escalators when the guy feels like it. I actually don't
1: know that my rent, my um, my lease says that. Because last year I got a, I got a thing that was like, "Oh, your rent's going up by this much." Sign the the, the the this addendum to the lease, and I just never signed it. So I just never paid higher rent for the next year. And then when and the, that worked, yeah. And then when this year came around, around the the, the the around the time my lease was gonna like re- renew, even though I'm month to month now, I got a, a letter again that was like your rent's going up, and it was the same number as last time, so I was cool with that. And it, at the bottom was like, if we don't receive the signed addendum, we're assuming you're leaving the apartment.
0: And I was <laughs> like, okay, I see you. Yeah, yeah, they 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 saw through your ruse there. <laughs> I was like, okay, fine. I cannot believe that worked for you. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm a, he Well, he also um, lost all the other tenants. So the floor below me and the floor below that both moved out last year. Oh. And like earlier this year. So I was like, oh, really? I guess if I uh, just keep choosing to pay this rent, we're going to deal with it. Because <laughs> who else is paying you rent?
0: But now he has other tenants. Well, normally your rent gets hiked after your lease ends or after the term of your lease ends. So Yeah, that was usually, what it was. Yeah. But this guy just decides to randomly raise it up. And then we get to grandpa and the neighbor Rita, and she's apparently very sick. And she says to Ned Beatty in this children's movie, I just want to die in my own home. What in the hell is this movie?
1: Yeah, it's so bizarre. Like, this shouldn't have been the plot. Like, the plot should have had nothing to do with old people getting evicted. No. Oh, Grandpa's also their agent now and books them a gig to play a wedding. And the nosy yes. neighbor comes in to be like, my daughter heard him saying she was an alien. And he's like, well, your daughter snoops. <laughs> and totally thought this was going to go somewhere because she's like, right. we don't snoop. And I was like, oh, we spy. Like, there's something. There are agents that are looking. Like, they that's what that should have been. They should have been like government spies yes. looking for the alien.
0: Oh, that would have been... Or Bad or movie. even I would have taken like talent scouts, because there's this thing in here where the guy's like a record label owner that also goes nowhere. But also, who would hire this band as a wedding band? They don't they've never played in public, they have no audition tape, and then they get hired to play someone's actual wedding. Because someone saw uh, purple in the mall.
1: That's literally what he says. I know, but like
0: th- that is a crazy thing to do to hire your wedding band.
1: What did I write? Oh, Oh boy, a wedding band made of children that
0: no one in the wedding knows. This is yes. weird. And then they play a song and Purple shows up to do his like saxophone inter- interlude and he's clearly not holding any instruments and saxophone sounds are coming out of him and no one is bothered by this at all. He
1: pulls like if anyone's familiar with Beetlejuice's Graveyard Review from
0: Universal, like the piano
1: opens and he like rises out of it from smoke and he's
0: like Be-de-de-be-. Yeah, it's it's very much like a theme park entertainment show every time they're on stage, including the very bad voice over dubs. Neil Patrick Harris has like a child's voice and then he gets up singing and it's like love me tender and it's like where this voice does not come out of this child at all. But you know the
1: weird thing, it does kind of sound like what adult singing Neil Patrick Harris sounds like.
0: It does a little bit. That Which weird? I was too. like, how do we get this? So this is when screech gets to yell everybody do the purple and then the entire wedding does the purple at which point this guy sidles up to ned Beatty and is like hey i like the cut of these kids jib here why don't you bring them down to my studio we'll cut a record and they're like yeah okay he's like no really i'm a record executive and pulls a card out of his pocket and it was just the longest possible version of this scene instead of it being like the button where it's like Oh my gosh! Like he just hands him the card and is like, "I'm a record exec. Bring him down to the studio." They have to have like a tête-à-tête about it where Ned Beatty doesn't believe him, but it's just who it should have been the you...
1: button from Back to the Future,
0: where he's like, right.
1: "Hey, you guys got a sound, and I'm into it. Here's my card."
0: Right? Like, why are we padding this runtime with all this nonsense? Because they the movie had to be
1: 90 minutes for this for the advertisers, so they just padded it. I'm telling you, this was a TV
0: movie. I, I have no proof, but. It feels like one. One of the comments on YouTube is like, so I didn't make this movie up as a child. <laughs> Purple goes to hang with Rita while Grandpa and NPH have like a mini adventure. C- no, because and-
1: they're like, oh, we need her to meet him for some reason. And they go in and she's scared of him. And he's like, well, Grandpa and I are going to go for a walk. You two talk. And I was like, even if he wasn't an alien, you just walked <laughs> into a house with a
0: stranger. And you're yes. like, like, hey, other person, talk. Bye. Deal with this person for a while. I'm busy. And NPH introduces him as his best friend, which will be sad in any circumstances, but particularly when it's a purple alien he met a week ago. I know, it's so sad. It the reminds me land. of the, the Grimace planet from that McDonald's video <laughs> <tape>. <laughs> That is a reference for a very small number of people. Planet Grimace. Yeah, I you think. know, from the, from the McDonald's tapes that you could buy at McDonald's <laughs> and were yeah. distributed nowhere else. I'm sure they they might have been at, like a blockbuster. Do you think? I, I'm just saying they weren't like ever aired. It was. Oh no, no, they were. They, was they an are on HHS YouTube. Tape you could purchase Adam McDonald's and nowhere else probably.
1: They are on YouTube in their entirety, and my friend and I had a fun night watching them. I uh, can't say that I've done that with that particular no,
0: thing, but they, obviously they're the short, so is the they're same. like a half yeah.
1: hour tape. So it's like whatever. So it's a fun. And drinking. they were
0: made by the Rugrats Studio, so the animation was good.
1: Yeah, I it, it looks kind of like, um, not Rugrats, Rocket Power. It looks a little like Rocket Power oh, okay. in style, which I enjoy. Um, so now the landlord fully admits that he's like, look, I want to kick all the old people
0: out because I want this to be young, hip apartments and young people he, don't want to live next to old people. He tells her she has to pay $20 extra for the two nights that her at-home care nurse was there taking care of her. He's like, guest cost extra, which is the craziest addendum to a lease I've ever heard.
1: Yeah, I would. that would drive me nuts. It's like a college dorm where they're like you can only have guests two right. nights in a seven day period and any more yeah. than that.
0: Yeah. Uh then we cut to the thing we talked about a little bit earlier. It's like band practice and one of the, the guitar playing girls is like actually this is ageism, which is when people and because one of them tries to say it's like prejudice or racism, racism. or something. Yeah. She's like, no, actually, it's ageism, which is and she rattles off like the Webster's definition of the Asian girl in the movie is going to say this is not racism.
1: This is ageism.
0: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But this, it's just this like random monologue about how ageism is bad and young people should spend more time with the elderly. And it's just like. I guess that's a nice message to teach kids, but this is a weird avenue to go down for it's this so Again, bizarre. This is a movie based on a novelty song about a purple people eater. Like, what in the hell?
1: It's so bizarre. Um, and so the the pink Power Ranger goes, why don't we throw him a party? And I was like, why would that help, Linda? Like,
0: <laughs> were you listening? They're being evicted. And it's not a fundraiser party. It's just a party. But it does eventually turn into like a rally. Yeah. Well, because the first one's just a party and they have old
1: people on roller skates. And I was like, this is a recipe for shattered bones.
0: It's old people on roller skates. And then Rita just randomly giving kids a haircuts and being like, you kids with your long hair. I don't, I don't get it. And it's like, it's so Screech, bizarre. Screech seems to be getting his haircut at gunpoint. Like he clearly <laughs> does not want to cut. And then she's like, You're next, Purple. I see all that hair going over there. Cut to... And this is is the craziest part of the movie, and I had to back it up because I was like, surely I missed a thing. We get Purple at a little pool with Thor Birch, who's like gung-ho about using the water slide, and is like, we should slide together. And I was like, that slide is not big enough for two people, let alone Purple on his own. No, I went, that costume cannot get wet, and I'm going to say that out loud. Yeah, but Thor Birch slides into the pool gets, like, a little bit too much water in her face and does that thing little kids do where they have, like, a little bit of a panic before she's like, no, I'm <clears throat> cool. Yeah. And then we smash cut to Purple and the band playing on what appears to be a television show, and then Chubby Checker shows up and plays with them, and then we smash cut out of it to the, the like, the song continues, but Purple and the gang are in the convertible that Ned Beatty owns, and they never explain what they were just doing. Like... I, yeah. I I thought it was a dream sequence and then it it, it doesn't it clearly wasn't, but it's just like Thorbridge goes into a pool, suddenly we're on uh uh American the, Bandstand. Thank you. American Bandstand with Chubby Checker, like for real, smash cut to them driving down a highway to sing in the twist, and I was just like, I don't I don't understand what I'm supposed to think just happened. Like what do you what do you want to tell me, movie?
1: Yeah. And it, also at this party, the landlord is with a rich woman. And she's like, I think this can be condos. And apparently he's like, that's better than apartments. And I was like, okay. So I, I went into this. I, I'm like, okay, I've seen children's movies. The party is going to be there. Something dramatic's going to happen. And they're going to blame Purple. Like a dog's going to fall in the pool. Yeah. And they're going to be like, Purple did it. Yeah. This is where we're going to get the drama, the movie that has to be resolved in the next 30 minutes so that we can get more commercial breaks and get this so it wrapped up in time for hockey and then nope nothing happens at the party nope nothing not even the a party bit. did not need to be there makes no
0: sense whatsoever and then there's purple merchandise yeah there is well also we skipped over the part right before the party where the little girl is like in grave danger and purple flies up to see so right her that's right after the
1: party oh okay cuz early on in the movie they were like you know you're not allowed to go on the balcony by yourself and I was like, at that at that point, I had stopped picking up the breadcrumbs because I was like, this movie burned me too much. <laughs>
0: this Every time you tell me a thing I think is important, it is not important. You set up checkoffs and didn't pay off any of them. Except for this one. Right. So I was like, when
1: finally, she's in her T-Rex hood and the dog in a little princess dress runs out on the balcony and goes on the other side of the balcony, which has too much space for the other side of the railings of a balcony. Indeed it does, yes. Like, it's enough space for a human, like, me, to comfortably stand. Yeah. And so she's like, I can't go on the balcony, but I have to rescue the puppy. And I was like, no, you don't. Nothing's wrong. She's not in real danger.
0: (laughs) That dog got out there, and it'll get back just fine.
1: Throw some treats at it. It'll come. It's fine. And then the nosy neighbors are dressed like hula girls for no reason.
0: Yeah, it's very confusing.
1: And run across the lawn to to scream and be like, oh, we have to get a ladder to save the dog. And then Neil Patrick Harris and Ned Beatty run across the lawn and they're like with purple and they're like oh no and there's one moment where thor goes to hike her leg over the railing and clearly it's too tall for her to actually like vault herself over so she goes up there and then it comes down and she's literally just standing behind a railing that's like her chin height and they're acting as though she's standing on a precipice like looking over (laughs) the edge (laughs) the pebbles
0: are like crunching under her feet as they falling scatter. Yeah. yeah yeah
1: And when everyone's, when it's just the nosy neighbor little girl and Neil Patrick Harris, Purple flies up there and hu- hugs her. She's not in danger. So I can't say he saves her. Yeah. He just hugs her. He comforts her in her time of peril. It's so dumb. And then the, the neighbor girl's like, I saw him fly. And I was like, oh, this is going to be some drop. Nope. Never mind. Yep. Nope.
0: It's not. I was like, okay, not they're,
1: they're laying down groundwork again like they did with this stupid balcony bit. I better start paying attention. Nope.
0: <laughs> nope. Not nope. needed yet. Still don't need to pay attention. Uh, Shelly Winters is
1: going to die, apparently.
0: Yeah, and the paramedic at one point, they're like wheeling her out or checking her out. And the, the paramedic is like, honestly, the most important thing now is she has to want to live. Like, what are we doing? Oh, so this I was supposed to pick up children. on that note? Yeah, like, this is a movie for children. Check off will to live. Based on a novelty song. Like, what are we doing with this screenplay? They really
1: lost the plot. Um, And then Neil Patrick Harris turns to Grandpa, and he's like, Grandpa, what's it like to die? Yes! You and don't ask old people that. You don't ask old people
0: that. Poor Ned Beatty is like, I don't know, Neil Patrick Harris. I imagine, he doesn't say this, but it's like, I imagine it's pretty bad. Although, Ned Beatty
1: had to have lost a wife at some point. Yeah, no, he did. Not talked I mean, about, a, ever. Yeah,
0: no. He's just and Rita. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's I, his thing. May, yeah, they, have, I, they have to be on the verge of death. This is where I want... I was like, oh, I want the, the landlord to get eaten. That's what I want. I want. <laughs> we hear like a... And we turn around and the landlord's feet are disappearing down <laughs> Purple's mouth. No, I want Purple's family
1: to come back, to come to the planet <laughs> and eat it. Because that way, that way it's not Purple's fault. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and they have a live eight for old people. They do, including a scene where the, uh, shitty, uh, landlord guy, like, is flipping through the radio, and it's on, like, four consecutive channels where it's like, big concert today, concert today, and a hold-on rally for old people! Super exciting for the old people today, this concert in the park! Yes, apparently every time we switch on a radio, it's a guy who sounds like he's beamed directly from 1940. I- I haven't switched on a radio in a very long time.
1: I'm gonna (laughs) tell you that much. (laughs) And so the so, he's uh, He also picks up his car phone to get his lawyer to stop this benefit concert. And I was like, "How would you? Under what grounds are you gonna stop yeah. a
0: charity concert? You want to pull their permits or something?" So we cut to the hospital. This is the purple merch gets a little more obvious. Uh, they hand a purple people eater hat to Rita, who's like. I'm not dying anymore. Also, we haven't touched on it yet, but the bad guy's name is Mr. Noodle. Like his it last is. name is, his, his like Der- Derek Noodle is this man's name. <laughs> and it's like a perfectly fine name for a human Mr. Being. Jim Noodle. Yeah. If that's your name, rock on. But it is not a good name for the bad guy in a movie. Like it's too <laughs> ridiculous sounding where they're like, oh, Mr. Noodle, that mean old man. Like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If your Mr. last name noodle, is Noodle, please tweet at us. If your last name is Noodle, that is like a perfectly fine last name for a human. No, I'm just I, saying, I,
1: I know, but I'm saying tweet
0: at us. I want, to, yeah. I want to know. But if you're the bad guy or bad woman, evil person in a children's movie, Noodle should not be your surname. Uh, although I guess children's movie, like he needs to be silly. I guess, but it just seems so uh, so odd every time they talk about him being Mr. Noodle. Anyway, Noodle attacks Purple in the garage and like, accidentally turns on the jukebox so they're having like a weird chase scene it's not a fight scene it's, it's like very a shot of the dead
1: yes and this is what this is where it started to piss me off because i was like oh, we haven't we don't we shouldn't have this much time left in this movie right fight back purple or just run
0: back in the house well i should say pause for just one second since you would mentioned it do you want to read out the text exchange we had while i was watching this movie sure because this is this is, I think, a pretty common thing on the show. Peel back the curtain a little bit here. Often, when you're watching this these movies, you like do a little peek and see like how much time is left, because you're like, certainly, I've gotten through a significant portion of this movie, and there can't be that much time left. So, this is the conversation we had earlier today. This was so. There's no pretext. Like this is the first text I got from him at 1:32 p.m. Oh boy. Period. What? I looked at the remaining runtime, and it was a full hour. <laughs> It's only 90, isn't it? <laughs> Realistically, without the credits, it's 85 minutes. But I'm telling you, I already had to do a peak check and it was a full hour.
1: Oh, so, yeah, this movie, it's, it clearly has, like, had to be 90 to fit into the the advertising thing. So Purple's just like not fighting back and letting himself get picked up. And I have to say, because Purple's like not fighting back, I think that makes it creepier that Mr. Noodle is like, Everything he says to him makes me deeply uncomfortable. Yeah, no, it's creepy as hell. It, f- I'm l- it feels very predatory pedophile.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I'm uncomfortable. And he, he ties up Purple, and then it's like, you gotta take this costume off, kid. And he starts trying to pull Purple's head off, and Purple's like, no, 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 no. And he's like, all right, fine, but you stay there on your pool table, and I'm gonna go to sleep here on my pool table. Yeah, he brings him to a dive bar that we've never heard of and has no context, and we don't know anything about it. It seems to be a shuttered dive bar, but he's like, you're going to sleep on a pool table and I'll sleep on an adjacent one. And this you is make just one f-
1: peep and I'm going to gag you <laughs> like, oh, what does that Ew. mean?
0: Ew. And he says,
1: I'm just going to hold you till after the concert. Then I'll let you go. Just say you forgot to show up or something.
0: <laughs> what? Oh, no. Oh, no. No, 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 no.
1: That's not good. There would be a lot of questions, sir assuming because in your brain dude you think this is a young child right what do you think people are gonna do when he's like i forgot to show up to the important concert P- yeah people are not gonna just buy that this this is what happened
0: yeah so nph goes on the search and uh, also, purple, I don't know
1: why purple doesn't fly like purple can fly i don't know why he didn't fly away
0: yeah no but the second they got outside do you think purple should just launched himself under the roof of the house and been like suck it Um. his little Um, purple magic spells suck it uh uh-huh so purple escapes and also slashes the bad guy's tires which is a pretty badass move and then goes like running down the street to get away he's
1: also throwing pool balls at mr noodle who's reacting
0: as though he's being hit with like pencils he's like ah knock it off no those would hurt you would die you would be really jacked up if someone hit you with a pool ball so there's the sec this there's this amazing sequence where earlier Neil Patrick Harris is like looking for Purple and he sees a woman on a horse and he's like Hey have you seen my friend and she's like What and he's like Never mind and he pedals away Well he says
1: he's Purple he's like yeah, he's Purple yeah. and short or whatever
0: Yeah pedals away and then Purple's running and here comes a lady on a horse who's like oh, you must be the friend of that child. Come here. And like swings him up on the saddle behind her and they go like galloping off. And it's like, why is this? Like, surely it's because someone who made this movie owned a horse and they just thought it would be cool. (laughs) But like, there's no logical reason for this to happen in this movie. that This woman on a horse saves the day. And then
1: she drops Purple off at home instead of at the venue. So somehow she knows Neil Patrick Harris's address. Or Purple Purple does. And, but I was like, Purple, just go to the venue. You know the concert's happening.
0: <laughs> no, instead I have to steal Ned Beatty's convertible. And then have can a drive chase- somehow. Yes. It, it just has a chase sequence around a traffic circle for like a minute or two. He drives into a... Um, a roundabout. He,
1: no, no. He drives into a car wash. He stops oh, for yeah. a
0: hot dog. And they, I was just the like... The Oscar Mayer Wienermobile shows up? I was so angry. I was like, "Stop padding this runtime. This movie could have been a neat hour." Also, once again, if anyone out there listening has anything to do with the Wienermobile, I would love to drive it. Genuinely on my bucket list. Even twenty-five yards in a parking lot would do. So get at me, Wienermobile people. I was. I was. I think I was either at it or in it one time. We went and saw it when we were kids. Yeah, we auditioned, got, uh, We auditioned. That's what to it be, was. Yes, we auditioned to be Oscar Mayer Wiener spokeschildren. That feels like a recipe for getting beat up. Now that I think about it, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, you know, what can you do? Oscar Mayer has a way with B O L O G N A. Yeah, I was going to say you could, you know, you could put a ice wrap,
1: ice in a hundred dollar bill, and put it on the on your on your black eye. But I don't know <laughs> exactly, that, I don't know that Oscar exactly. Mayer is
0: paying you that much. Oh, I think you get paid pretty well to be the, the Uh Purple also destroys a mini golf course in his quest to get away or get to the venue. He like drives just straight through a mini golf course. And at the end, the bad guys, Mr. Noodle is still stuck in the car
1: wash and Purple comes out and the police are like, we got to get you to the concert. And Purple's like, if you can catch me and peels away. And I was like,
0: <laughs> no, Purple. Also, we didn't mention that this whole montage is set to like a series of 1950s rock and roll songs. So it's like Chubby Checker, uh, Little Richard, and it's just like one after every time there's a cut, it's a new 50s song. And this is where Neil Patrick Harris is like, I've never been good at this
1: public speaking stuff, but my grandfather says I need to stop dreaming and start doing and all evicting old people is wrong. And I was like, this feels like I should care about this, but the movie has not given me enough to care about.
0: It's a real strong left wing, like public housing is a right or housing is a right. and We should take care of our people, which like I'm in support of the message of this movie. It's just a weird vehicle to deliver it. Yeah, exactly. And Little Richard is the mayor. (laughs) Yes. Little Richard cameos are always fascinating to me. Like he clearly really enjoys going up to absurd levels because he's also really great in Mystery Alaska where he plays himself. But he is asked to sing the national anthem and it's like. The middle of Alaska so it's like five degrees outside and he's yeah the whole bit is he's freezing cold and they, they pay him to sing also the Canadian National Anthem as a way to like make the players get cold and like because the, the the team they're playing is not used to it and he's amazing in this really really tiny role in this movie hmm. and he's also pretty fun here which is odd he's well I, I heard him and I was like I obviously know that voice is a little Richard but I was like I feel like
1: he, he sounded like he was in a movie and I couldn't remember what movie I, I would remember his voice from
0: yeah, probably more the singing than anything else. But yeah, he he's like, we're gonna pass a law, and then he's like, we'll do it right now. All those in favor, aye. All those opposed, dead silence. That's it. You can't evict old people from their houses anymore. And I was like, that is not how any of this works. <laughs> but they're like, somebody cue up the Shep Willie. and it's like, yeah, one hard, one hard, blah, 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 blah. and that's the end of the movie. Like it just literally. Oh, they You forgot out. the
1: part where uh, Purple waves goodbye to Neil Patrick Harris spins around into a purple cyclone and flies into the sky saying neil patrick Harris's name and disappears
0: and i was like yes and no no one cares none of them care the adults are totally totally fine and unfazed by this happening to them
1: the mr noodle never shows up so he doesn't get to like get told off by the mayor that like you nope. can't like nothing it's utterly bizarre it's a mess
0: <laughs> what are your what are your
1: final thoughts on purple people eater it's, like I said at the beginning, it's not aggressively bad. Like, the creature is good. The acting is fine, because they're, for the most
0: part, they're pretty competent actors. It's almost to the level of, man, you should check this out just because it's totally, totally bizarre. Like, it's such an odd choice. But I don't think it's as insane in the way that Mac and Me is. Like, I think this has a lot more dead air than Mac and I Me agree. does.
1: I agree. I think watch it on on youtube so you can like turn up double speed sometimes <laughs>
0: to get through stuff yeah there's just a lot of dead air there's some really odd like fun ridiculous sequences of this movie that totally employed little kid logic in a way that's really entertaining but mostly you're just like what is this again like wait why what yeah
1: it's on youtube so it's free and you don't yeah. really have to go out of your way to find it so i'll soft recommend it
0: yeah that's kind of how i feel it's almost like Almost to the level of, oh, my gosh, you have to see this because it's just the craziest thing. But it's just a little too slow. Yes. Uh, but happy 60th anniversary Purple People Leader of the Song and 30th anniversary Purple People Eater, of the Movie and 0th anniversary to Purple People Leader of the Podcast. Can't wait to see Purple People Leader of the Musical in 2048. Yeah. Cannot wait.
1: Can't, it's going to be fun.
0: Uh, once again, folks, don't forget to check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Dissecting the 80s, and you can see all of the great reward tiers there. Uh, we're really close to achieving the next big group goal, which means everybody gets a bonus episode, so if you've been thinking about doing it and you haven't, make sure you jump in on that. You can find us at, on Facebook and on Twitter at Dissect the 80s on Twitter. Just search for us on Facebook. And if you want to email us, it's dissectingthe the 80s at gmail.com. We also... Always really appreciate it when people share the show. So if there's an episode of the show that you like, especially around the time now, people are traveling for the holidays and and doing all that stuff. uh, It's a good way to get someone to listen to something. So send them an episode if you think that they're a good fit for us. And don't forget to review the show on iTunes. We read those out on the air. It's been a little while since we had one. So we're feeling a little lonely, if I'm being honest. If you're out there, you should should leave us a review. That would be super duper nice. Our next episode is a three-episode month for us. Our next December episode will be our, our annual Christmas episode on December 17th, Ernest Saves Christmas. That's right, Jim Varney in the house. That will be a Smoky Mountain Christmas. That's right, Dolly Parton in the house. She's the angel on my tree. <laughs> uh, thank you all once again for listening to the show. I have been Tripolino. I will always be Andrew Leno Until December 17th. Don't you forget about me. Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. Uh, (laughs) Things we're going to cut out in ending. (laughs) And with me, as always, is a man who's got one big horn and one big eye. This is weird. (laughs) Yep. Yep, I I I heard it. I heard it coming out of my mouth, (laughs) and I was like, "Nope, that's the wrong part of the song." You're just gonna have to give me a minute. We're at take two.